Welcome to Coffee and Jesus with your host, Jael. I'm excited to talk to you about the greatest love story that I've ever read. And no, it's not a Hallmark story. No, it's not a Harlequin romance. It is from the Bible. It is the story of Hosea and Gomer. It's a story of brokenness, a broken vow, a broken home, a broken heart, and a broken life. There's a happy ending. It's how God used a man's life and marriage to symbolize God's love for us and his grace and mercy. The setting for the story of Hosea takes place in the city of Samaria, the capital city of the northern kingdom of Israel. Hosea, a young preacher and prophet at this time, was told by God to go and marry this woman named Gomer. Now, Gomer had a reputation. Scholars believe that she was a prostitute. Whether she was or not, she certainly had been with many men. And so she was not a chaste and virtuous woman, certainly not somebody that you would think that the Lord would pick and choose for one of his servants. I imagine that Hosea himself thought, well, I know her reputation, but since God is putting us together, it must be a happy future in store for us, but he was wrong. His pleasure-loving, sin-seeking wife continued to live in sin. She wanted to drift back to her old life. She wouldn't come home at night. Hosea would stay up and worry about where his wife was, and I'm sure he prayed during those nights. And then one day, it seemed as though maybe God had answered his prayer, for Gomer gave birth to a baby. They named the baby Jezreel. Now, this name is significant because this is where Jezebel was thrown out of the window of the palace and her body was eaten by dogs in the streets of Jezreel. So when Hosea called his son Jezreel, it's almost like the Bible is making a metaphor between this boy, Hosea's marriage, the family, a lesson or a parallel for God's relationship to his people. They had another child, a little girl. They named her Lohurama, which means not pity. And then the third child was another boy, and they named him Loami, which in Hebrew means no kin of mine. So the Bible alludes to the fact that these children are probably not Hosea's because she's committing adultery this whole time. Hosea, I'm sure, was suspicious about the children, and yet he still did not divorce her, even though Gomer was living in adultery. Can you imagine that? And then one day, Gomer finally left. Now, Hosea this whole time still loves Gomer, and he can't forget about her. Gomer is being passed from man to man, and she's living with a man who really can't adequately take care of her needs. And Hosea offers to continue to pay for Gomer's needs. And the man agrees. And of course, Gomer thanks this man. But it really wasn't the man she's living with that's taking care of her. It's still her husband. Isn't that the way you and I are sometimes? We thank other people for our blessings when we should be thanking God. Because it's not the government who takes care of us, or even our employer or our spouse. 
It's God from whom all blessings flow. Even though Hosea was paying for the keep for Gomer, she did not change. So Hosea, he took his hands off of her life and Gomer sunk lower and lower and lower and lower until she fell into the hands of a man who sold her into slavery. Now, during this time when women were auctioned off, many times they were stripped of their clothing and forced to stand naked before the crowd. So Gomer's on the auction block, the slave block. Hosea pushes through the crowd to buy his wife. I'm sure that they are heckling her. One, because she's probably nude. Two, because everybody knows her reputation and many men standing in the crowd have already had her. They've had her for free. And so why would they pay for her? So I'm sure that what was being said was probably really vile. And yet, Hosea chapter 3 verse 2 says, So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a half homer of barley. And I told her, this is Hosea speaking, You are to live with me many days. You must not be intimate with any other man, and so I will live with you. How could anyone do that after all that Gomer did? This is redemptive love. The Lord told Hosea, go show your love to your wife again, for she is loved by another. She is an adulteress, but love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, for they turned to other gods and loved the sacred cakes, which were offered on idols' altars. And for that reason, Hosea was able to love Gomer. Now, what lessons can we learn from this wonderful and tragic love story. There's nothing too, too dirty that God cannot make worthy. God never gives up on us. Faithlessness is spiritual adultery, y'all. When we are faithless, we are committing spiritual adultery. The Lord used this marriage to teach the Israelites about his covenant relationship with them. God made a covenant relationship with Israel promising to bless and protect them if they follow him, worshiping only the one true God. Marriage was instituted to be a lifelong promise between a man and a woman to be faithful and to help one another. Under the Lord's guidance, Hosea married Gomer, a woman he knew or suspected would commit adultery, a woman he knew was not virtuous, a woman he knew had a reputation because God told him to. The marriage serves as a symbol for the relationship between God and his people. How great is God's love for us that even though we're drawn to other idols and we commit spiritual adultery, he still wants us to come home. He's still not giving up on us. He has that redemptive love, that grace, that mercy that only he can give. I pray that you were blessed by this love story. I love you with the love of Jesus. Bye, y'all.